It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just Well, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavist, licensed nutritionist, certified nutrition specialist, And this show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company specializing in life-changing nutrition education and nutrition therapy. If you're struggling with anxiety, or maybe your teenager is struggling with anxiety. We sure do get calls about that lately. We certainly have, haven't we, Kate? Yeah, I got one from a grandmother who was very concerned about her granddaughter with such great anxiety. Exactly. And we hear it all the time with uh, young people going off to college. Yes. And sometimes they have to come home because they're having so much anxiety. Or, you know, maybe it's your mother that's having anxiety or your dad who's having anxiety. You know, I'd like you to stay tuned because we have a new approach to managing your anxiety. I bet you've never heard of using nutrition. Hear what I said? Nutrition. To manage your anxiety. In fact, usually, I'm almost every time when someone goes to their doctor for anxiety problems or issues, they're not told to change their diet. Mm. Oh, heavens no. But they're given a prescription medication. So today we want to throw some scientific information at the cause of anxiety. You know, what foods increase anxiety? That's a new thought right Mm -hmm. there. Mm-hmm. That maybe there's Ooh. something that you're eating that's causing, creating anxiety in you. Mm-hmm. And what foods help manage your brain chemistry so that you can actually manage your own anxiety. So you heard that voice today. Joining me as our co-host is Kate Crosby, who is a nutrition educator and counselor and has many insights <laughs> into the cause and cures for anxiety. You know, Kate is also a mom. And she just recently became a grandma. I sure did. So she understands about anxiety from a personal level and more important, from a professional viewpoint, from that point mm-hmm. is is important. So Kate, welcome to the show. It's going to be fun today. It sure is. Oh boy, do I ever remember that anxiety when I had my uh, two sons who were just 15 months apart. Well, you know what? I had one too. I, I remember when I had... Two kids, 16 months apart. It's a lot of anxiety, folks. (laughs) (laughs) Or, you know, when I was diagnosed with breast cancer. Oh, I can't meet that one. (laughs) No, you don't want to. (laughs) No. But I think it's really interesting. You know, if you had a backache, you'd automatically go see a physical therapist. Or maybe if you had some depression, you'd probably see a mental health therapist. But who would think with either of these conditions, I must First, go for nutrition therapy. Mm, very new concept. Nutrition therapy, helping with back pain hmm, or anxiety is really a new thought for most people. But it is the correct thought. Mm-hmm. We always say nutrition is so much more than a weight loss diet or counting points or counting calories. It is a science. You know, everybody, everyone I know thinks that they know nutrition Because they eat. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) But actually, nutrition is a very complex subject. And the more we understand, the more we 
really appreciate how complex it is, isn't it, Kate? It is very complex. So, you know, I think we should look at the neuroanatomy of the brain to help us understand some of this anxiety and how we can support the brain with good food. So before we go and look inside the brain, we have a special guest today. So welcome to the show, Romaine Hansen. Yes, I... Thank you. You know, a name like Romaine... You know, she must be a dietitian or a nutritionist. My mom must have known. She's <laughs> on to the future. <laughs> and actually, Romaine is both. She's a registered dietitian, and she also has her master's degree in nutrition, and she sees clients in her St. Paul office. Romaine, you recently taught a cooking class at Mississippi Market, which was very successful, I hear. So... They've asked you to come back and teach another class, right? Hooray, yes. Awesome. <laughs> Isn't that great? <laughs> and by the way, Romaine, happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank so you. So tell us, what I know your birthday was officially yesterday. Yes. And you worked until late. Yes. So you got home. <laughs> Funny story. Uh. I got home and my husband opens the window and he says, how are you getting here? You've got to blow out your candles. And I thought, okay, so I'm running to the door, and I get in there, and, I, and I'm thinking, okay, there must be a cake somewhere in here, right? Wrong. I get in there, and there's a baked potato with candles in it. And, I mean... <laughs> a sweet potato. A sweet potato, right? Oh, on top of it, it on was a sweet potato. A sweet potato. Oh, and right. only a dietitian would get the, you know, the, the, their the dope out of it. Right, <laughs> <Yes>. right. <laughs> so, I mean, they got a big cake, so there was steak, and they counted out some almonds, and there were, you know, on the plate, I had um, carrots and celery, and so that was my birthday meal. A very it balanced, balanced meal. Right. <laughs> a very <laughs> balanced meal. Those are thoughtful kids and husband. So, right. Romaine, you're going to be teaching another class, right? Yes, correct. So that's going to be on March 6th at the West 7th Mississippi Market, and I'll be teaching the cooking, the weight, and wellness weight with our new deep dish pizza recipe. Everybody is asking for pizza. Here it is. Along with that, we'll have a crunchy jicama salad. And a lot of people don't even know what jicama is. Exactly. So Not me. Well, come, come and find out. So many, people t- so many people today are sensitive to gluten, so we created that gluten-free pizza with a gluten-free crust. And the meat is the crust. The right. meat is the crust. Yes, yes. It's a new thought, a new, new concept. Thought, new thought, new concept. And it is balanced the weight and wellness way. So a great balanced pizza with sufficient meat, vegetables, and good fat. You know, it's a perfect meal to support brain wellness and reduce anxiety. And that's what we're always looking at when we're putting our recipes together. How do we balance that brain chemistry so that people, they don't have depression and anxiety? Exactly. So most takeout pizzas or, or frozen pizzas have a gluten crust, sugar in the sauce, and often refined oils in the fake-type cheeses, mm-hmm. all of which can irritate and inflame the brain, creating low moods and anxiety. So let's go back to that neuroanatomy of the brain. Okay. You know, according to a study from Montreal Neurological Institute, women produce 52% less serotonin than men do. Hmm. So uh, we know, but our listeners need to know, that when serotonin goes down, the anxiety-producing area of the brain gets really busy, and that's when the worry and anxiety starts to flourish. 
So I always ask, I always have to ask questions, you know. Of course. <laughs> so get why this. would women make less serotonin than men? You know, is it just the way we were made? No, I don't no. think so. Could it be that women eat differently than men? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So let's kind of take a little bit of a look at why and how women maybe eat differently. Well, you know, in my nutrition classes at school, I learned we need to eat animal proteins to make our brain chemicals, such as serotonin or dopamine. And we teach that in our classes, we do. too. We do. Mm-hmm. Men get up and eat a three-egg omelet. Often. Think about it. Mm-hmm. While many women might have a small bowl of what? Cereal, because they're afraid of getting fat. <laughs> right? Right. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. that's what does it. Yes. But. So women on average really eat less protein than men. You know, you don't see many women sitting down to a 16-ounce steak, but lots of men do. Sure. Or they'll have two burgers. Yeah. Uh, women might have one egg for breakfast, while men, as we said before, usually could have three The production of serotonin could be lower in women because women often skip lunch. They grab a bag of popcorn. Yes. What's that? They're so busy that they don't. (laughs) Yeah. More sugar. So women are really low in protein, and that makes them low in serotonin. So if you're struggling with anxiety, we really encourage you to eat more protein throughout the day. You know, make two eggs and a sausage for breakfast. That's pretty simple. Mm -hmm. You know. Have a half a cup of cottage cheese for a snack. Or how about a steak salad for lunch, a protein shake for snack with a nice piece of salmon for dinner? Sounds good to me. There's protein, protein, protein. There you go. You know, if you try this, just do an experiment. Give it six weeks, and I just know your anxiety level will decrease. You know, at one time in my life, I was a vegetarian. Oh. Oh, And since eating protein five times a day, I have a lot less anxiety and a lot more energy. I've got more muscle mass. Yes, you do. I know. Fewer aches and pains. It's really miraculous. I just changed a few food choices, and I got to feel so much better. It was that simple. Wow. So I think it's kind of that time, Kate. Uh Uh-huh. Break? Mm -hmm. Break time. Well, you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. For all of our out-of-town listeners and nurses who are looking for continuing education credits, I want to recommend the Weekend Weight and Wellness Series. All six classes will be taught the weekend of March 28th through the 30th. You'll have six different teachers. You'll have lunch and snacks. You're going to receive amazing material. You know, you could make it a girls' weekend or a couples' weekend. This is really, truly life-changing nutrition education. Um, you can call our office at 651-699-3438, or you can even sign up online at weightandwellness.com. I also want to tell you about another Weight and Wellness series. This is not a weekend series. Uh, this series starts February 18th in New Richmond. So for all the people that live in Wisconsin, this is yours. Yes. Now, if you want to meet Madeline Bader, who cured her back pain with using nutrition, she's going to be in that series. And she's fun. She's great. The series is going to be held from 5 to 7 p.m., starting on February 18th, as I said. Now, if you've got any questions today about anxiety, why don't you give us a call at 651-641-1071. 
Want to bring the great information you hear each week on Dishing Up Nutrition to your workplace? Well, you can. Nutritional Weight and Wellness teaches classes at companies all over the Twin Cities. Whether your office is large or small, they have a class that's right for you. Choose a popular lunch and learn class, such as Foods for Great Energy, Stress-Busting Foods, or the Food Mood Connection. Longer classes like Nutrition for Memory and Focus are perfect for wellness days. These fun and formative classes help you make good nutrition choices at work and at home. What happens when you and your coworkers eat healthier foods? Employees notice increased energy, focus, and stable moods. Employers notice less absenteeism, higher productivity, and improved management of chronic conditions. A healthy workplace leads to healthier, happier employees. Plus, it's easier to make good choices or lose weight with the support of coworkers. To bring nutrition classes to your office, call Nutritional Weight and Wellness at 651-699-3438 or go to weightandwellness.com. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I think we all know that February is National Heart Health Awareness Month. You know, a new study published February 3rd in the Journal of American Medical Association linking sugar consumption to fatal heart disease is very timely. And it came out in February. This is February Heart Health Month. So this research found that participants who consume more than 10% of their calories from added sugar had a significantly greater risk of dying from heart disease. So it is sugar that is really the culprit. Mm -hmm. So putting that information into perspective and into use, it becomes life-changing. So here's something that I really want you to think about. Every time you make a chocolate, you make that batch of chocolate chip cookies or the brownies or the fudge, you know, you may be leading your loved ones down the heart attack road. You mean they were helping me out? Uh, yes, yes, they, they were. were. That sweet potato <laughs> with a birthday candle. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, you might even be leading yourself down that risky road of heart disease if this is the way you eat. Mm-hmm. I know it's really tough to think this way, but it is true. So if you have questions about anxiety today, call us at 651-641-1071. And, you know, we were talking before we went on break about how... Um, you need to change your brain chemistry mm-hmm. from an unhealthy state into a healthy one, and you need sufficient pro- um, protein and you need sufficient serotonin so that you don't experience a depression or anxiety. So when when you change your eating, it does work. Mm-hmm. It does work. Yes, it does work. And we have to say, you got to plan, plan, plan to do this. Doesn't just happen. Exactly. And plan some more. (laughs) I have noticed that clients often have a lot of habits holding them back. Habit, yes. Yes. They do have habits holding them back. We understand protein usually is not as rewarding or tasty as sugar. So having, (laughs) probably, maybe having the sweet potato, and I know that's not protein, with candles in it, wasn't quite as good as a birthday cake, maybe. But you probably didn't miss it. I I didn't. I really didn't. I really didn't. (laughs) But if you want less anxiety, the sugar needs to go and the protein needs to be a consistent, consistent part of your meals and snacks. Very true. Really. 
you know, there are a lot of habits that hold us back. You know, another one that's fairly common is just taking birth control pills. Um, birth control pills actually change your brain. Hmm. That's really interesting. They do. You know, Dr. Daniel Amen in his book, Unleash the Power of the Female Brain, kind of a, it's a great, very rich book, says that taking birth control pills causes deficiencies, deficiencies in vitamins, minerals, um, and especially magnesium, which, of course, we know can lead to anxiety. And, you know, magnesium being that relaxing mineral. So, Kate, I, I know you've been reading that book, as yeah. I have. So is this a book that you would really recommend for totally, people? Totally, totally. He writes it so clearly and in terms that most lay people can understand. And that's what I love about it. Mm-hmm. He brings it down to you and me. And how it is practical. Very practical. You know, he says, if your hormones aren't right, your brain is definitely not right. Okay. So we're going to take a caller? Yeah, we've got a caller okay. here about hypothyroid. Okay. Hi, welcome to the show, Judith. You've got a question? Yes, I do. My 12-year-old daughter was just diagnosed with uh, hypothyroidism, Mm -hmm. and it's interfering with her growth, and she doesn't have long left, they said, before her growth pattern will be established, I mean, be ended. Yep. And um, I I have two questions. I would like them to come and see you. I'm wondering, first of all, do you have the number of that lab, because she has been tested and she's not, does not have celiac disease, but she probably is gluten intolerant. I am. Okay. And also, I'm wondering if there are any particular suggestions you would make um, in case they won't come. I don't know, but so who who is this that uh, it's your Polly. granddaughter? Oh, granddaughter. Okay, mm-hmm. grandmas call a lot about their granddaughters yeah. these days. Uh-huh. Yeah, Lovely. you know the lab is called Entero Lab, and uh, you can go online and you can actually order the tests. So the last time I checked. A gluten test was about $99. Okay. And you just pay for it and you get it. And then they also test for dairy and egg and soy. So I think it's nice to get it all done and so that you know if you've got any of those other things that may be causing inflammation in your body. So I think that would be one way to go first and see. See if she has that because that is maybe causing more of an autoimmune type of thyroid problem. Which you know. the doctor suspects it is. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then, mm-hmm. and then, and then I think maybe, yeah, I would really encourage her to come in and get an eating plan and get it so that it makes sense for her that she can follow. Uh, she's at that age where she has to take charge of her eating, and um, I think usually, don't you find Kate that when people understand what they're what they what need the to do, what the consequences are, yeah, 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 and all the different choices that people really have. That doesn't involve gluten or if, if it's dairy, doesn't involve dairy. Yep. So, yep. so you know, maybe maybe do the Intero Lab first, call our office, you know, and make an Come appointment. Get, mm-hmm. Push them along. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for the call this morning. So, so, you know, I think Kate, you said, oh, Dr. Eamon said, what was it that he just said before we... He said, if your hormones are not right, your brain is definitely not right. So, I mean, I think this kind of fits in. We know that a lot of women start to experience more anxiety when they start perimenopause. Yep. You know, that's the time before menopause. 
So you have to ask, what is happening? Mm -hmm. Well, this is what's happening. When progesterone levels go down or go low, so that is one of the hormones that we have. Yep. Often anxiety levels go up. Progesterone is known as the brain's natural Valium. Mm-hmm. You know, it kind of smooths and relaxes people, mm-hmm. and it makes people feel great. So what makes that progesterone go down? What makes those levels go down? It happens around perimenopause. Mm-hmm. Well, women reach a certain age when they no longer ovulate every month. And for a woman to make progesterone, they must ovulate. So here's an interesting fact. Progesterone levels start to go low 10 years at least before women go into menopause. And don't we see that all the time? Yeah, we do. So 10 years, maybe it's, you know, maybe you're 38, Mm -hmm. maybe you're 40, maybe you're 42. And then suddenly women have anxiety and they can't sleep. Mm -hmm. And we see that one all the time. All the time. And so it doesn't happen like overnight. Mm -hmm. It's a gradual process. And what we see, I think we see this often, Kate, don't we? And Romaine, um, maybe a person is sleeping, having trouble sleeping one night exactly. a week. Yep. And that'll go on for a couple of years. And then suddenly it's two or three nights mm-hmm. that they're mm-hmm. having trouble. Or suddenly they feel really anxious inside and they have no clue what's happening. Mm-hmm. Nothing's happening in my life that's making me anxious, right. but I feel kind of internally anxious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when progesterone levels drop, they're more anxious and more irritable, and they start reaching for sleeping pills or <laughs> a few glasses of wine at night. Which really yeah. doesn't help. <laughs> but, you know, what we find, though, is a little natural progesterone cream can often make a big difference in just settling things down in that female brain. You can use about a quarter of a teaspoon to a half a teaspoon of natural progesterone cream rubbed into your skin at night and it will help you sleep, and it will help reduce your anxiety. So, you know, there are so many nutritional connections to anxiety. But I bet you would be surprised when I say low cholesterol levels are associated with depression, anxiety, and even suicide. And, Kate, I think what we should do before we get into cholesterol, I think we maybe should take a quick break. Sure. And... um, because I think that's one for people to think about as we... Think about it while, while we're on break here. Cholesterol affecting your mood? So you're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition? DAR always looks for studies related to cardiovascular health. Because it's my, important. Well, it's very important. History. My history. <laughs> yeah. And because of my history with cancer, I'm always interested in studies relating to cancer prevention and treatment. So I want to share a study published in the journal... Science of Transitional Medicine. Scientists found that high doses of vitamin C administered intravenously increased the cancer-killing effects of chemotherapy drugs in mice, and it reduced the toxic side effects of chemo in humans. So really, this study, Kate, actually they did kind of like they did a study on mice and then they did a study on humans, yes. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this cancer treatment with vitamin C has been around since the late 1970s. Dr. Paul, Linus Pauling, you know, he was a two-time winner of the Nobel Prize, Right, proposed that heavy doses of vitamin C could prevent and treat most cancers. 
although it really wasn't supported at that time by clinical trials. Mm -hmm. So this new research is really reexamining the effectiveness of vitamin C as cancer preventive and treatment. It's kind of interesting, kind Mm -hmm. of a nice thing to think about. Mm -hmm. Something you can do. Yeah. So if you have questions today about anxiety or anything, 651-641-1071. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, our brains have many neurotransmitters. These are little brain chemicals. And on Dishing Up Nutrition, we often mention the neurotransmitters serotonin and dopamine. And in fact, we talked about serotonin before. But one of the more calming neurotransmitters is called GABA. If you don't have enough of the brain chemical called GABA, your brain just can't settle down. Mm-hmm. And GABA is a natural relaxant, well... Diet soda and artificial sweeteners stimulate anxiety in the brain. This is chemistry. This Mm -hmm. is not us making this up. Nope. How can you make more GABA? Well, it goes back to eating animal protein several times a day. Just like it makes serotonin and dopamine, Mm -hmm. it also makes our GABA. Many people take a GABA supplement if they're really low on GABA once or twice a day to reduce anxiety. And it's worth trying for sure. So, again, if you have questions today, 651-641-1071. And shall we take a caller? Take a caller here. We've got Wendy. Hi, Wendy. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. You've got a question? Yeah. Um, I know um, you guys talk a lot about avoiding gluten, mm-hmm. um, but I, I feel like I need some kind of carb. Yep. I'm wondering your opinion on brown rice or any other kind of carb. Well, I think... Um, I think it's For fine. For most people, that's fine. Yeah. You know, a half a cup is usually what we consider a serving. Mm-hmm. You might do better with wild rice. Wild rice. Okay. Yeah. There's... Or that sweet potato like Romaine that's had right. last <laughs> night for her birthday cake. Yeah. <laughs> and is that okay to have a couple times a day? Sure, it is. There's, oh, yeah. You know, there's quinoa, which is also gluten-free. So that's okay. another good. There's another grain that's called amaranth, and that's mm-hmm. another good grain. Mm-hmm. So... You know, try some of those and see if you don't, you know, see if you like them, first of all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you. Sure. Thanks for the call. Okay. Yep. Bye-bye. Yep. We have an- sure. Shall we go ahead? Caller. Sure. Take that. Hi, Carol. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. Hello. Hello. Yes. I, I was wondering, you're talking about this, this lab test. Yes. I've just come from my yearly physical with my doctor because I've been having some problems with uh, he says irritation foods that I eat. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was soy because through the process of elimination. But um, I'm not sure, and that's why I had my my uh, test done at the at the lab. Uh, if I brought those results in, could you tell me? Because I'm sure we can. I, yeah. I thought it was soy, but I'm having trouble with fish oils, with any kind of fish, with any kind of oil, anything that's roasted in oil. But okay. I've given up a lot of the oils. I use a lot of coconut oil now for everything, and I'm still having problems. So, sure. No, um, we could work with that. And there might be another cause, you know, just as I'm thinking about it. So, yeah, call our office and make an appointment. And what, what part of town do you live in? Well, I'm north of the Twin Cities, about 60 miles. Okay. So maybe our North Oaks office? Yes, I'm familiar with that office. So Kate works in our North Oaks office one day a week, so she would be perfect to help you. 
Love to help you out. Yeah. Kate? Kate. Kate mm-hmm. All right. I'll ask for Kate. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for calling. So as we were talking, we I brought up about cholesterol, cholesterol. low uh-huh. cholesterol. Might so, lead to anxiety. <laughs> might lead to anxiety. So what is a low cholesterol number? Well, I had really low cholesterol. It was like 155. Anything under 160 or so is considered low cholesterol. I had low cholesterol when I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And as you recall, I had a lot of anxiety at that point. Mm-hmm. And what do we usually hear? The lower the cholesterol, cholesterol number, the better. The better. Exactly. They thought, doctors thought it was fantastic. I said, you get in this body and try it. It doesn't feel <laughs> so, fantastic. Kate, say that one more time. I had a lot of anxiety at the time that I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And at that time, I also found out my cholesterol was extremely low, 155. 155, okay. So No wonder you were have, having and, so much anxiety. So the other thing that we know about cholesterol is that it's a wonderful antioxidant. Protective. Yes. Yep. So many studies have found that depression and anxiety runs much higher in people who have low cholesterol. You know, an interesting study, and we're not making this up, you guys. I know. I mean, I think sometimes people think we make this up. (laughs) But an interesting study conducted in Sweden in 1997. So this stuff has been around for a long time. I mean, there were studies from 1993, 19, Mm -hmm. I mean, different, found out that of 300 healthy women, now these were women that were ages 31 through 65, the ones that had the lowest cholesterol levels experienced significantly more depression and anxiety than others in the study with higher cholesterol numbers. You know, maybe since a cholesterol-lowering drug you're taking now, maybe if you're taking one, suddenly you're experiencing more anxiety, maybe, maybe this is the there is a connection. Mm-hmm. You know, we really believe the best way to manage your cholesterol, though, so you don't need to go on that statin, is to do it nutritionally. We remember, we recommend a balanced diet. And, you know, what does that mean, a balanced diet? I mean, everybody says that. Yeah. (laughs) This is what we mean by a balanced diet. Eating animal protein five times a day, Mm -hmm. having some vegetable carbohydrates, things like broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, and, of course, lots of good fat, avocados, coconut oil, olives, and olive oil. Butter and cream, some walnuts, almonds, pecans, even macadamia nuts. You know, healthy fats raise that good cholesterol, that HDL. So, you know, Romaine, the bre- the dinner you had for your birthday last night <laughs> is exactly what Kate was talking about. Exactly. Did you have butter on that sweet potato? The butter came in the form of the almonds. Uh-huh. Okay. There you, there, fat, that fat, was the healthy fat, fat. fat in there. Okay. There you go. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> So listen to this. Your brain is 60% fat. The solid weight of the brain is mostly fat. When I started dietetic school, we recommended low-fat diets. Yeah. Mm. Low-fat diets. And the fat was taken out and the sugar was put into foods. What do you think happened? Well, we know we've had more anxiety, haven't we? Exactly. So if you eat a low-fat, high-carb diet, you have four times the risk of developing Mm. Alzheimer's disease. Just think about that. A low-fat, high-carb diet, you increase your risk of Alzheimer's and dementia 
by four times. Wow. So people who eat a good fat-based diet have 42% less risk than the general population of getting Alzheimer's disease. So if good fat in your diet can reduce the risk of Alzheimer's, I bet it certainly can reduce anxiety as well. You know, when we think about traditional diets, how people ate before the low-fat craze came along, there was fat there. There was fat, mm-hmm. and it was typically 42%. Mm-hmm. We've looked mm-hmm. at these numbers over and mm-hmm. over. And, Kate, do we have time to take a caller before we... I think we should. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Hi, Tanya. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. You've got a question? Hello? My youth, I was diagnosed with um, infertility issues with due to low progesterone, and now that I'm older... I have anxiety issues, and I didn't know they were connected. (laughs) Ah, Um, So I was actually just wondering where you find that all-natural progesterone cream. Well, at any of our offices, we have it, and we have it online. Uh, I kind of lean toward a brand that's called Progest, and it is a professional type with no bad added chemicals to it. And so that's the one that I, I think is a really a nice one to use. Okay. And so. just rub it into your, you know, like your wrists or behind your knees or, um, you know, you can put it on your adrenal glands, over your ovaries. Just vary the spots from time to time. I would t- take it at night just to relax. You have a deep, good sleep. Yep. Okay. So good. Right. You're a good listener. Good Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> I made the connection. Yeah. <laughs> really so good. is it break time? I think so. Okay. Time for our last break. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, there are many different types of anxiety. You know, some of us have a little anxiety before we teach a class or come on the radio show or meet new people in a social situation. We all, and we've all um, have found the supplement L-theanine helps to calm our nerves in these situations. In fact, you took one, I did too, before before the the radio show. show. What is L-theanine? Well, it comes from green tea. It's not habit-forming, and you don't feel drugged, just slightly relaxed. I want to spell it for you because I get calls about it all the time. Theanine, T-H-E-A-N-I-N-E. Take one or two, a couple times a day. It works wonders. It stops the anxiety that most of us feel in our stomach, that tightening, awful feeling, but it still allows you to think clearly. It's really one of my favorites for anxiety. So if you have questions today about anxiety or any of the things that we've talked about, give us a call at 651-641-1071. It's the time of year when half the people you know are sipping so-called shakes or eating locale meal replacements. Diet gimmicks may get short-term results, but to truly change your health and change your body, you have to change your nutrition. And to do that, you need nutritional weight and wellness. Sign up for a class or come in for a one-on-one consultation. Nutritional Weight and Wellness has offices in St. Paul, Wyzetta, North Oaks, Lakeville, and Maple Grove, and offers classes at many other Twin Cities locations. Call 651-699-3438 or go to weightandwellness.com. Well, welcome back to Dishing of Nutrition. You know, if you're struggling with a little extra weight that you'd like to lose before spring, let me suggest our Nutrition for Weight Loss program. You know, we have many classes starting the week of February 17th. You'll sit down with a nutritionist for your own personalized nutrition and weight loss plan, and you'll attend 12 weekly one-hour classes 
for more information, support, and accountability. If you live in the Maple Grove area, we have a class series for you. If you want a daytime class, we have one in St. Paul from 12 to 1. If you live in Lakeville, we have that covered there too. All different locations, different times to fit your schedule. Let me read you a comment from a class member in our last series. She says, I am so pleased. I ate real food I fixed for my family and I lost 20 pounds and 20 inches and never felt like I was on a diet. I haven't felt this good since before I had babies. And my family loved the food and appreciated mom's cooking, mm, which was really nice. <laughs> to sign up, call 651-699-3438, or you can sign up online at weightandwellness.com. And so we got several callers. We do. Before I take the caller, I just want to let um, someone know the name of the book I had mentioned, Dr. Amon's book. It's called Unleash the Power of the Female Brain. So let's take a caller here. Um, let's got lots. Kate's got lots Kathy. going on this morning. Hey. All right, Kathy. Hi, you've got a question for us? Yes, I did. Um, I'm real interested in this cholesterol. My husband is on a statin, mm-hmm. and his cholesterol is just 177, and he has been um, experiencing anxiety and quite frankly quite a bit of crankiness <laughs> I'm I could tell from your voice that that's what you were going to say <laughs> yeah. um, and so like well that's the that's the research that's out there so you but, know you have to take a look at that and you know maybe what you need to do is have him go back to his doctor and readjust um, and and less medication what would be a good number that you know, he should have where he's still not in trouble with cholesterol. Well, I think, you know, just under 200, actually. All right. I mean, that would be perfect. So, you know, that's a good question. Okay. All right. Thanks for calling us. Thank you. you. Bye-bye. You know, we've got another question about cholesterol. Let's take that. All right. Um, Sarah, hi. You've got a question about cholesterol also? Yes. Um, I'm... I eat the nutrition, weight, and wellness way. I'm making your blueberry muffin recipe from your new cookbook. Um, Yes. I had my cholesterol tested about two weeks ago. My total cholesterol number was 287, Mm -hmm. and my LDL was 220. My triglycerides were 75, and my HDL was 52. And so my doctor suggested we retest because I, you know, she was concerned about the LDL number. Right. And she is, I, I had listened to your show, um, Dr. Sinatra, mm-hmm. a, yes. a year ago, and I asked her to, to do the LP little a test. Mm-hmm. So I'm about to go in. She said if the numbers don't go down from the second testing, she wants to put me on a statin. And I don't really want to go on one. Do you think my numbers are... I think what you should do is ask her to do a particle test. Particle test? test you, uh, Kate, you've been really researching this, too. Um, the one that I can understand the best is okay. the VAT test. VAT test? VAT, V-A-T, like... Victor Appletom? Yep, 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 yep. You got it. Um, and that will show you kind of how much of your LDL is the, the light, fluffy, good stuff and how much is the the BB, the small B, um, LDL B okay. type. Which is the more harmful type. That's the more harmful type. 
Okay. Um, so do that first, and then... And the only other you know, thing I'm thinking of is do you exercise? I do. Okay. And, you know, the other thing is that you're, I think you said your triglyceride number was about 75? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it that would indicate to us probably that you have a lot of good LDL. But I think first get tested yep. and see. Okay. So just ask for the VAT test. Is that mm-hmm. and the particle test? Or that just that is. Oh, that is the particle yeah. test. Okay. All right. I'll give that a try. Thank you. Okay. Good questions. Yes. You want to take one more? Um, okay. Uh, it's a, yeah. Okay. Okay. We have such interesting things at the hi, end of Cheryl. the show there. So. <laughs> hi, Cheryl. Do you have a question for us? Yeah. Hi. Um, I'm a 52-year-old woman. I have been experiencing all those things you were talking about, like anxiety and sleeplessness. Yes. But I'm a vegan. So I'm now I'm really concerned because it feels like there's no solution for me being a vegan. Well, I think maybe then you should come in for an appointment because... I think sometimes we have to supplement with things like tyrosine or 5-HTP and to get your levels up. And maybe you need to take extra GABA or something. So we can work around that even if you're a vegan. And then we'd look at helping you be as healthy, eat as healthy as possible as a vegan. So Is it, are, those, are those like supplements you were talking yes, about? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, okay. So, so that's how you have right. to do it sometimes. You know, and we do that often when we have, you know, a vegetarian or a vegan. And, you know, that's your your choice of, of how you want to eat. And so we help you, you know, balance your body the best. But and it, I mean, is, is um, can I have one question that I want to know. This has been on my mind for a long time. Is vegetable, like if you eat a vegetable with protein, aren't the molecules exactly the same as meat protein, so wouldn't it be the same protein? No, it isn't. No, it isn't. Nope, it isn't. Not balanced as well, and also the fiber in the vegetable makes it difficult for us to get to that protein. Oh, okay. Thank you, guys. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Good questions. Good questions. So, Romaine, we were, before we were talking about anxiety, (laughs) so let's go into that a little bit more. So if you have anxiety or restless leg or twitching eye muscles or AFib or high blood pressure or muscle cramps, the first thing we look at is a good quality magnesium glycinate. Over 70% of the population is deficient in magnesium. So we kind of look at 400 to 600 milligrams of magnesium. And, you know, it really can work wonders on reducing anxiety and Magnesium is really called the calming mineral. You know, we really can't end this discussion about anxiety if we don't address how a diet heavy in those processed carbs, things like cereal and bread and pasta, muffins, cereal bars and bagels, how that kind of a diet causes inflammation and increases the risk for many neurological disorders, including ADHD or Tourette syndrome, migraines, and even anxiety disorders. So what do we all, what do all these products have in common? I mean, the products like muffins and cereal. Well, actually, a couple of things. First, they're all processed grains, and they're high in carbs, which turns into glucose in your body. In addition, all these products contain gluten. And we know that at least 30% of the population has a gluten sensitivity. And that grandma that called in, you know, she said she had a gluten sensitivity. Mm-hmm. And some people with a gluten sensitivity commonly experience intestinal problems. 
So then they know they've got diarrhea, constipation, or acid reflux. But, but this is the but. Mm-hmm. Many people experience anxiety. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> excuse me, um, a dear friend of mine who has suffered from anxiety and insomnia for years, you know, his doctors gave him Valium mm-hmm. for 40 years he's been oh, taking. This. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, he, he's just been suffering. One of his golfing buddies is a great uh, physician who uses nutrition and supplements to help his uh, his patients. Mm-hmm. And he suggested that my friend Dave come see him. He did. And he suggested to Dave that he stop eating gluten. Okay. So Dave did it. Uh-huh. He said, try an experiment. We'll test you. We'll do the Entero Labs testing, but just do this experiment. After two weeks, Dave called and said, I can't believe the difference. Do you mean this has been bugging me my whole life? His anxiety was way down. Wow. He was sleeping so deeply and so restfully that he'd get up naturally at 530, raring to go. Never had so much energy in his life. This is a guy who would eat five, six, what he called peanut butter toasts a day. (laughs) That bread. So I'm just giving that story because it's so amazing, the power of food. If you just can get a hold of what it is that irritates you, remove it, you might have a different life. Yes. You never know. Mm-hmm. Why or how does gluten cause anxiety in some people? For many, gluten creates inflammation in the body and in the brain. So in addition, gluten can slowly damage the intestinal lining, so serotonin and other brain chemicals are not produced as effectively. Less serotonin made, more anxiety occurs. You know, and if you're wondering if anxiety is, if gluten is causing your anxiety and want more information, here's a really great book to pick up. Grain Brain, The Surprising Truth About Wheat, Carbs, Sugar, Your Brain's Silent Killers. It's written by Dr. Perlmutter. And I think that's another one of the books that is really easy to read. Mm -hmm. It's got lots of information. Great examples. He's a neurologist. He's been in practice for years and years, and we're just waiting to have him come on the show. Great. (laughs) We keep encouraging his publisher to, you know, give us a little time. time. Yeah. (laughs) You know, so, you know, perhaps the best approach to understanding and managing your anxiety would be to make an appointment with a nutritionist at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. I mean, we look at all these different aspects for people. All the time. And, you know, we haven't even talked about anxiety and blood sugar drops. There are so many different factors involved when you look at anxiety. And I I think we often talk about that as one of the reasons that a lot of people have anxiety is blood sugar drops. You bet. So change your nutrition to change your life. And you wanted to say something? Ah, yes. I just wanted to say... Good luck to Alex and his PBB team on their hockey tournament today and to Marika at her mock trial. Good luck to you guys and have a great day, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.